People think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. And welcome to Kidney Talk. We're still here in Palm Springs in the heat, and your mom has not left the casino. I know. She loves the casino. Oh, I know. And you bought some outfits for your dog. I did. I bought fair. some outfits. It's so cute. One's a little pirate. One's a little pink dress. I know. It's it's crossing oh the edge. Gosh. But, you know, what is your favorite news source other than television? I love a magazine called The Week. The Week? Yes. Have you read The Week? I'm going to sign you up for a subscription. No, please Because it don't. gives you a whole overview of what's happening around the world. Well, favorite my source of news source is of your news. favorite, too. It's Fox News. Fox News is your favorite. I know. I said printed. I didn't say the media, I, like You know, CNN. I don't read printed newspapers You don't read anymore. the newspaper? Because I think they're so slanted, and I don't trust them. I really and don't. And the internet. Do you get any of your news from the is internet? Where, absolutely. That's where I get my news, the internet. And how about the L.A. Times? Do you read the L.A. The, Times the, uh, or the Daily News? No or anything local? No. Like, I, how about your no. local Moore Park community paper? Oh, the Acorn? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great news source. <laughs> yeah, it is. Find out what Steve is doing. Their po- I love their police blotter because I watch, like, Channel t- you know, 2, the CBS local news, and they, there's, like, nine murders and everything. And in our lo- little local paper, you know, a bike was stolen, you know, out of somebody's <laughs> well, that's garage. That's actually refreshing. I was watching the news the other day, and it was pretty frightening, but... They said, okay, there was a murder that happened one place, and they said an unrelated murder like two blocks away, and mm-hmm. it was just so casual. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's, uh... it's it's kind of frightening. But did you know there's a special news magazine for the nephrology industry? The nephrology industry? Yes, nephrology. It's called what? Nephrology News and Issues. Nephrology News and Issues. Yes. And, and it has a wide subscription and everything, too. Well, and they've been around since 1987, and today we have... Uh, Mark Newman, who's the executive editor, and he's going to tell us a lot about, you know, how that magazine's evolved and what are some of the hot. Oh, topics. so it's a magazine. It's not a newspaper. It's a magazine. I wonder if how do they get ads? Like, do people a- advertise in that thing? I I believe they do, and they also have um, an internet too, so you can go get news on the internet as well. And I wonder what the difference between an executive editor is and just a plain old editor. We'll have to ask him. Okay, when we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk to Mark Newman, yes. and you know he has his own line of salad dressings and everything. You didn't know that. Hi, folks. Crazy Kenny Kid here to tell you about the incredible specials we're having. We are definitely wheeling and dealing this weekend. If I can't put you in a proper axis, a lifeline like me and the missus like to call them, and I'll stand on my head and eat a low-sodium bug. First, we have a Crazy Kenny Kid special on hemodialysis access with several different models. We have catheters great for the beginners or in any emergency, but you'll soon want to move up to a more sporting model. Next, we have the AV graft, a good utility access, but believe me, sweet folks, I have saved the best for last, the fistula. This is the access that everyone is talking about. You'll get great mileage and years of use with this baby. What's that you say? Hemo just doesn't fit the lifestyle you prefer, PD? Well, feast your eyes on this baby. 
Oh, I forgot this is radio. You'll just have to trust me on this one, folks. This is the PD catheter model, beautiful, efficient, and easily hidden from view. So take your pick. We're dealing all week. We'll really have to move these babies. Keep your access clean and free of infection. A daily check for signs of redness and warmth could indicate infection. Check with your health care team for tips on how to keep your dialysis access clean and safe for use. And remember, if I can't put you in one of these lifelines, I'll stand on my head and eat a low-sodium bug. And welcome, Mark Newman. I, first thing I want to know is about those salad dressings. Why are they so damn expensive? Are you? <laughs> I'm not related to Paul Newman, but uh, if you, if I uh, you know. oh, so you're not the guy behind Newman's own? No, I'm afraid. Not. Oh, <laughs> no, but, he's the uh, executive editor of Nephrology News and Issues. Now, what is the difference between an executive editor and a regular plain old editor? Well, executive <laughs> just means there's an emeritus status to that, which means I've been around forever, and uh, you know I deserve the title. But a regular editor or managing editor might be somebody below that who does more of the day-to-day stories and things of that sort. So I try to focus on figuring out what's going on in the industry and those kinds of things. Kind of the general direction of, of the story. So you're like the Lou Grant of NNN. Thank you. I like, I like that reference. Lou is a good guy. Yeah. Uh, now, let me ask you, what kind of articles do you find in NNI, which, if people don't know, it's Nephrology News and Issues, right? right? Well, and, and We'll yeah. call it NNI for short. That's fine. Um, well, the emphasis is on the name, News and Issues. That's mm-hmm. what we're about. We obviously cover the news in the industry, so think of us as a daily newspaper, printed monthly, and then the issues. So what are the issues behind the news? So that's what we try to present. You present the news, then you present the reaction to the those issues, the, uh, the news, and you develop uh, op-ed pieces, very similar to a newspaper, except we're printed monthly. Now we also have the website, which is kind of the in-between the magazine and what's going on every day. Is, is the website updated more than monthly? Every day. Every, every, day. every day. There's that much news about kidney patients yeah. and kidney Yeah, well, things. keep in mind, as Lori might attest <laughs> to, kidney disease involves hypertension, diabetes, research, patient advocacy, things of that sort. So there's a lot of things going on out there. Drugs. And do you have, uh, what I understand, a really pretty good gossip column there going on? Gossip? Um, <laughs> no, we haven't hired you just yet. But <laughs> no. there's a possibility. I love gossip. Yeah. I love gossip. He makes gossip. up stories all the time about I'll, people. I'll tell him, I'll t- I'll tell him my uh, nephrologist <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> I heard this story once of a this group of nephrologists. They like were marrying each other's wives, and the patients were telling me the story. Like they wouldn't go to events because I mean I'm like, wow, is this as the dialysis pump turns or something? Could because be. it's the dialysis a, pump turns. Yeah, that's like the soap opera. Yes, I understand uh, what you're saying. What major changes have you seen take place in the last couple of years that you know the news really captures and inspires patients to say, hey, something else could come along and could really improve your life? I would say in the last few years, certainly there's been a change in the industry. I mean, part of what we cover is we call ourselves the business of nephrology. So the main focus of the magazine takes a look at the industry, who's providing the dialysis care. We have a regular business news section in the magazine, look at the stock market, those kinds of things. And we look at acquisitions. So that's the primary focus of the magazine. And, of course, that generates a lot of the news and the issues of what people are talking about. 
But we also have special columns like nutrition update and vascular access and home dialysis. In, in a direct way or indirect way, it still connects with the business because, like it or not, medicine is a business. And doctors look at it that way, and so do administrators. And so everything ultimately, even when you're talking about quality of care, that's part of the business as well. So in terms of big events, I would say over the last couple of years, it's certainly been the consolidation of the industry. We have a lot more big providers. There's still about 30% of the mom and pops out there, so to speak, the smaller providers, which are important because you've got to have that mosaic, I think, and that puzzle to make to have to get the best kind of care. You don't want one or two providers providing all the care because then you can't, you don't have any leverage. But unfortunately, that's basically what we have. Well, it's about, right now it's about 70% what you might call... The two big giants. Two big giants plus maybe uh, five or six of those who are getting close to that. But you still have, which is what, you know, there was a meeting here this this week for the NRAA. The N- National Real Administrative Association represents the independent provider. Mm-hmm. And that's about 30% of the providers out there right now. Well, patients need to be aware of what's going on because they ha- they can make a huge impact. They need to know about, there's a Kidney Care Quality and Education Act bill mm-hmm. out right now, and I know you've covered that story and continue to give updates, and patients need to understand. And I know that I read your magazine every month, and um, I always learn something. Weren't so you the centerfold one time? I was. I was the centerfold <laughs> of NNNI. Now, do you have a history with kidney disease in your family or yourself? No, I don't. So this is all, like, foreign to you, right? Well, you know, my background's in journalism, and so that's a great fit for this magazine because that's what we are. We are a news magazine. And I spent about uh, 10 years in healthcare writing before I started working in nephrology. And frankly, I had never heard of nephrology. It was, it's a, um, it's a um, you know, it's not a very, when you, and I did some marketing for a couple of hospitals. And when you do that kind of stuff, you know, the, the big topics are cancer and transplant was pretty big. Um, cardiology. Those are kind of what you might call the sexy topics in marketing, but you know, nephrology is never was very, very big in that area. Um, so really, when I first started with NNI, I really hadn't heard much about it. But I also had the news background, background which helped me understand the Medicare issues and reimbursement and regulations and, and the politics and those kinds of things. So I basically knew all that approach, but then I just kind of learned a little bit more about patient care, how the process worked, etc. So you know, I've been, I've been doing it for 18 years now. I've been with the magazine for that long. So I've got a good feel for both, I think, in terms of patient issues and also the legislative and regulatory and the politics. What stories, you know, like, oh, I can't wait to go learn more about that issue? Well, certainly one of the big stories this past couple of weeks has been the conditions of coverage. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's a federal regulation that has been updated in 25 years, I think it was. And what I think is great about it, if we're talking about patient care issues, this is probably one of the biggest stories, not only for the administrative side, but for the patient care side and the patients themselves. Because I think this document really offers a chance for patients to get more involved with their care. Conditions of coverage. I don't think a lot of patients understand what that is. It basically means if you're a dialysis clinic and you want to get paid by Medicare for your care, for the care you provide, you have to meet a certain set of rules set up by Medicare. And that's what the conditions, actually conditions for coverage. Coverage refers to Medicare reimbursement, and these are the conditions. So if you want to be a clinic that accepts Medicare reimbursement, and considering some 90% of ESRD patients are Medicare, you probably want to be on that train. If the facility doesn't comply to the conditions of coverage, they can be penalized and then right. they could eventually lose their Medicare dollars. Right. So, And the conditions of coverage, I know this 
time have a lot of things that make it mandatory to involve patients exactly right. and getting patients involved, which is so critical to the survival of living with kidney disease. It's a mandate now. You know, theoretically, it shouldn't have to be mandated. mandated. But should be a given. Yeah. Should be a man. One of my favorite stories um, that Anna and I covered was stem cell research, mm-hmm. because that's just so hopeful that you know they can look to you know they can grow new kidneys. They can do all kinds of things. Isn't that exciting? They can grow new kidneys. Well, in the future, I mean, yeah. stem cells really offer a lot of opportunities to you know, diminish some of the chronic illnesses. So it's very inspiring to hear. I have a tough enough time in my garden with the tomatoes. I can't imagine (laughs) growing a kidney. Growing stem cells? Well, you didn't go to med school, so. I want to know about a gossip thing where um, I was told by a doctor that in the near future that we they would have a wearable artificial kidney yeah yeah flap, dialysis machine flap jacket on kidneys on your side you got an access probably with a catheter i suspect but it's not a kidney it's a dialysis it's like machine. A little machine it's yeah. just yeah. a small little they're making it smaller like they make computer chips yeah. <laughs> right you know the challenge has been we've been doing this with with heart assist devices right mm-hmm. put in our artificial heart it's basically a pump what are you doing pumping blood the problem is with kidneys is they do a lot more than just pump blood and what do you do with the waste well that I don't know. That's they a fair don't question. Know. That's, uh, that's just the part they haven't figured out yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can have a little trail of urine going behind you. Well, when we come back, we're going to find out about your early days when you were for that wonderful magazine that I subscribe to, Acne Today. Hello. Hey, Betty. Mary and I are going to lunch at that new Italian restaurant across from the mall. Dying to go to that place. I hear they got great salads. Then the three of us can do a little shopping across the street and just have a girl's day out. Mm, that sounds like fun. I can't wait. Meet us at 1230 at Tuscany's. Ugh. Wait a second. Today's Thursday. I've got dialysis. Just going early. Are you kidding? They are so strict about the times, and besides, they're all full all day. Maybe next time. I'll tell you about the restaurant and what Mary and I bought at the mall. You're such a good friend. Gotta be a better way. Instead of next time, how about next stage? What Betty doesn't know is there is a better way. The Next Stage System 1, the first truly portable home hemodialysis machine, can help you take back your life and set your own schedule for home hemodialysis treatments. After a short training period for you and a partner, you have your own portable dialysis machine right in your own home. All of your supplies are delivered to your doorstep. Taking back your life and setting your own schedule are just part of it. Doing dialysis at home also allows for more frequent dialysis, which better imitates the function of a normal kidney. Many patients doing more frequent dialysis report that they have more energy and feel better. Want to travel? With your doctor's prescription, Next Stage can support travel anywhere in the continental U.S. The Next Stage machine is about the size of a 13-inch TV and has a sturdy travel case available, and all your supplies will be delivered to your destination. So schedule dialysis around your life instead of your life around dialysis. Ask your doctor if home hemodialysis with the Next Stage System 1 is right for you. For more information, call Next Stage at 1-866-NX-STAGE or visit www.nextstage.com.
Okay, Mark, I have a question for you. We're back. And I want to know, can anybody submit an article to this uh, newspaper yes, we, or yes, magazine? magazine? Is it a newspaper or magazine again? I like to think of it as a magazine. You'd like to think of it as a magazine? It looks but like it's... a magazine. It feels like a magazine. <laughs> but it's really a the comic The subscription book. <laughs> price is like a magazine. I think it's a magazine. Oh, it's not a freebie, huh? I'd, I'd go nuts if we had it printed every day. But um, no, it's a magazine. And it's, it's a every magazine. Month. And can anybody submit an article? Yes. I think it's important to consider what our focus is. It, you know, we do every August, as Laurie knows, and as you probably know, every August we do an issue on patient empowerment. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, every issue has a theme of sorts based on a variety of issues, but certainly August we've always focused on patient empowerment. So that's a great issue for patients to, depending on what our theme is. For example, this August it's going to be about the conditions of coverage. We're looking for patients to help us define, okay, what's the role, the new role now based on these conditions of coverage. Mm -hmm. But in general, there's really two sources for anybody to submit articles. One is the magazine where we write editorial pieces, opinion pieces, uh, what's wrong with this regulation, how well I do at the buttonhole technique, great article by a patient. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have the website where we have blogs written by patients. Uh, we had a number of patients write for World Kidney Day last week about how they see it and what's the importance of it. So lots of opportunities for writing, um, submitting uh, different things. Um, I like to think of it as an open forum. What you about know. letters to the editor? Oh, I was uh, just going to ask Absolutely. That. <laughs> I mean, well, not letters to the editor, but is there like a Dear Abby column? Where no, you we don't do Dear Abby per se. But I mean, um, a, a nephrologist answering questions? No, we, we don't really have a Q&A, but it's, it's not a bad idea. Um, but certainly, um, a lot of times when we write, people will write, in, um, write letters saying, and it's both for people in the field as well as patients who have issues with the opinion of somebody. We certainly welcome those all the time. You're an executive editor of a magazine. Are people really careful around you when, you know, they're like, oh, they may he may print what I say? Sometimes. Are um, they intimidated? But I, but I play fair. <laughs> um, they can be intimidated, but not really. You know why? Because I think because we have a good reputation, and we've been around for a long time. People know who we are, and they know who I am. Mm -hmm. So if we go on the record, it's very clear that we're on the record. But, you know, the great place to find stories, frankly, is not always in the sessions, but in the hallway. Mm -hmm. You know, after the sessions, when you ask people questions, and what do you think, and you know those kind. Of, do you wear like a hidden microphone? No, and I do stuff? not. <laughs> no, and I don't have one of those press caps either. Oh. But um, well, you know, the patients listening right now, I know so many of them are talented writers, and you know, they never think, you know, oh, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you need to speak up. You need to. You could have the solution. Yeah. And I think they get intimidated, like, oh, what could I possibly tell the community? Yeah. It's, it can be an intimidating process uh, to write an article because, first of all, you know, there's two barriers. One is, gee whiz, am I a good writer and is it going to mm -hmm. you know, get uh, turned down because of that? Or B, do I have something important to say? So if you have never done it before, those are two things that you have to get over mm -hmm. in order to submit something. Is so, your subscriber base mostly patients or professionals? I would say 90% is professionals. Oh, 90%. Yeah, and, and, and that could be a barrier as well. But the point is, I've always felt, is that patients are incredibly important to this program. Without right. patients, you have no program, right. right? There is no program. There'd be a bunch of unemployed nephrologists. Exactly. <laughs> and they, they need to realize that, that power, I mean, you know, from the 60s. But, well, you know, but, but they, they have a lot of that influence. Right. And uh, I know you guys do legislative fly-ins. Those right, are really important. Well, and we had an essay contest um, this last year, and we had over 200 essays submitted to us. It was like, oh my goodness, it, it, you know, there are a lot of people it was out really there unfair, who won. though, the way that was judged. I mean, your mother won. 
You're so crazy. Did she have something important to say? <laughs> then it's all right. But it, it is. It's some of the the simplest things that happen every day can, if you can tell that story, can make the biggest change. Yeah. Because a lot of times people speak up on the the major scale, but it's the granular mm-hmm. level issues that can change practice and and make an overall change. Uh, Tell us a little bit about why you think it's so important for patients to be involved in their care. Well, one of the important issues last year as part of our empowerment issue was about EPO. Um, And EPO is epigen. Epigen, right. It's a rethopo, I can't even say it, stimulating agents, ESAs. Well, the controversy was, came out last, um, goodness, it's been about over a year now, a year and a half, when there were some articles that came out about the concern about too high of a hematocrit or hemoglobin that was uh, contributing to a higher death rate among patients. And what was interesting is that there was a lot of discussion on the clinical side about mm-hmm. this, the debate, discussion. Amgen got involved, FDA got involved, and last August we did a whole issue on how patients felt about it. Mm-hmm. You know, how would you feel? Of life. Yeah, quality of life. You know, justify or or um, explain why you think a high hematocrit is important. Mm-hmm. And Man, we, I mean, we got people out of the woodwork talking about this. Right. And one of the great articles was a person who went through their day. They, they worked full time. Mm-hmm. And they said, and by the end of the, the chronology of their day, they said, I could not get this done if I didn't have a, a decent right. hemoglobin. So don't difference. take it from me because guess what? It's really important. And um, it was great to hear that because ultimately this whole issue is about them, is about patients, because right. they have to make those decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And if there is some risk involved, then you're willing to take that risk, and that's your choice. There's yeah. risks and benefits of medicine every day, exactly. and you have to weigh them as a patient. Well, I know one of the issues has been reuse to non-reuse. There's been about uh, the, some of the issues about transplantation, and there's a lot of changes in altruistic donors. I mean, you have an altruistic donor for your yeah. kidney, but many years ago, that was really highly debated that that shouldn't happen. Yeah. And I wonder just to why, see. if you have an altruistic donor, why they don't like that. Well, there, there's um, the theory. If I didn't are, buy it, why why would they care? Well, that's a that's a great topic too. Is mm-hmm. uh, buying fi- kidneys financial incentives for buying kidneys? That's why I up my limit on my American Express, so yeah. I can get one. <laughs> but yeah, there's been a lot of changes, and patients have always had an opportunity to pipe in. But I think now, like I said, I think the last couple of years, and I think the ESA issue really brought this out. ESA, what is the, this? The, the, yeah, the it, stimulating yeah. agent. Yeah. The EPO thing. No. It's a, now, yeah. are you, as a transplant patient, do you still take EPO? Or are you, no. Are you totally yeah, off? I do now. Yeah. I, I started it several years ago. Really? But yeah, for many years, I didn't have to take it. But then my hemoglobin started plummeting again. And I hired no, an EPO to keep it in check. And you recognize the difference, I'm sure. Oh, well, I got 150 units of blood before EPO even came out. So I I desperately know the difference. And, you know, uh, long-term patients watch that number because we, we know for sure certain how different we feel. And I can't even emphasize how horrible it was to have to wait till your hematocrit dropped low enough. And then, you know... So I what's remember. A I mean, what's a normal hematocrit? Is that like twelve or something? What is that? Well, I think the target is ten to twelve. That's what the FDA. Uh-huh. I like to stay closer to twelve. I don't yeah. feel good. I mean, I don't feel good at ten. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's it's more difficult for me. I used to have to be lower than that to get a blood transfusion. They'd make you go all the way to the brink of. Uh, of the bottom of the canyon and then they give you a blood transfusion you'd feel better and then you'd feel worse and you feel better and you feel worse and it's just a vicious cycle and 
you know, part of having a quality of life is having some kind of certainty how you're going to feel in the mm-hmm. morning. And that's such a big issue. You should go to D.C. with that T-shirt. Well, I did testify. I feel better at 10. I did testify at the FDA Was hearing. Was it scary? Oh, my God. It was the most intimidating thing I've ever experienced. It was, did Ted Kennedy yell at I you? just wrote an article about it, too. It was... Uh, was not uh, the environment of presenting in that I'm used to. I'm used to people wanting to hear what I have to say, not, you know. <laughs> Did they keep looking at their watches and stuff? Uh, it, uh, you'll have to read my article and you'll hear all about it. Now, do you pay for articles when no. patients are? You don't pay. I do not pay. Ah. Which is not. There goes your but you charge column. to read the magazine. <laughs> How does that work? How does that work out? There goes your gossip column, Stephen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So um, who's the publisher? Is it, uh, you know, is there a main publisher that does a lot of magazines like yeah. Ebony and uh, no. other ones? No, we're, we're what you might consider a mom and pop in the publishing industry. A mom and pop. Yeah, very similar Small. to mom and pop dialysis clinics. We produce two magazines, Nephrology News, and we also do one on the cancer market. The cancer market, that's a big market. It is a very big market. Yeah. They have mm-hmm. very similar challenges. They don't have, as their patients are not as heavily into Medicare as we are, but... Uh, they have those issues as well, and there's always, and in fact, the ESA issue was also involved in cancer. Um, I saw 60 Minutes last Sunday, and it was incredible because this guy has figured out a cure for cancer. And, you know, we've heard it before, but basically it's using radio waves. And he they're able to inject people with, like, nanotechnology. They're doing this in animals, and the nanotechnology gold made of like gold particles actually goes to the cancer cell and then they go through the radio waves and the radio waves heats up Mm -hmm. the cancer cell and kills it but doesn't hurt the surrounding tissue nanotechnology is a wave of the future because inspiring i I did a movie all about nanotechnology you did yeah i did what science fiction film was that it was called oh gosh i can never you can't remember path of destruction is about a nanotechnology cloud that escapes in the atmosphere and (laughs) hooks up with a a super cloud and it (laughs) Destroys her. It actually destroyed to, Seattle. I'll have to put. I'll have to <laughs> look for that but, one. You know, but, it threatened our very sense of, of 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 being as the United States Americans. I mean, it took out a Starbucks. How can reading nephrology news and issues benefit? Um, you know, the people who are listening and their family members. Well, like I said, if you would have read last year's August issue about how patients feel about their hematocrits, I think that's a, a great message to send to others and say, Yeah, I feel the same way about that, or right. I should have written in. You know, this month or next in August, we're going to talk about the conditions of coverage. Yeah, I need to be more aggressive about my relationship with my physician and my nurses and tell them that all these things are now important to me. Advanced directives is an important issue in the conditions Mm -hmm. of coverage. There are a number of things now that I think, and also about the legislative issues. We've had um, some RSN members write in about their experience going to the Mm -hmm. Hill and what that was like. And gee whiz, I've never done this before. It's going to be scary, or I thought it would be scary. I went there, and guess what? I was really happy I did. Those kind of stories can inspire. We also do special columns, as I mentioned earlier, about nutrition and vascular access. This session on the buttonhole technique that was just presented is a great article for us, and she's talking about how to take care of it, primarily from the nursing physician side, but also a story like that can also tell patients Hey, this is pretty serious stuff. I got to take care of this right. thing. I need to go ask my nurse about it. Yeah. And see, why aren't you doing this too? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh... Well, how do we find out about your magazine? Yeah. How do you how... get this thing that uh, costs so much money? Well, <laughs> now how much is the cost of this, really? Well, frankly, for patients, it's half price. It's half we price. Got a deal. Half price. Do wow. they have to check their access to subscribe? Can anybody say they're a patient with the half we price? We don't. Uh, we go by the honor system. <laughs> oh, the okay. honor system. <laughs> 
So, and um, how, how do you find out about it? Well, there's two sources. The, the best way to do it is obviously give us a call. We can, we can talk to you that way. Um, if you go on the website. Which is? Nephrononline.com. Nephron. N-E-P-H-R-O-N, which is, of course, the kidney nephron. Nephron. Online. Online. Nephrononline.com. And what's your phone? Do you want to give your phone number? I sure will. For okay. it, for not, it. This is not your personal one. No. Yeah. Well, if people want to call me personally, I'd be glad to take the call. Uh, the office number is 480-443-4635, and just ask for circulation. And, uh, and again, the website's a great place if you really want to find out what our focus is. Mm-hmm. The website is a mirror image of the magazine, um, except it's updated daily. And it's so the, 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 does there. the website cost? No. So why would people buy your magazine if they can go on the website? You know, some people like uh, paper. Some yeah, people still like that. I go green. Yeah, I go green and cheap. So I, you know. I like you know I like to hold a magazine and read you know read the magazine while I'm drinking my coffee. Exactly. Because you know you, you spend so much of your day at the computer. Sometimes you just don't want to read a long article while you're sitting at a website. So it's it's better to go take it and read it by the pool. And the problem with Lori is she doesn't have a pool. No. So. <laughs> So, well, well thank you for being here. And, you know, I, I have talked to a couple of patients that said, God, I could have written that too, but they don't pay. Was certainly interesting. I gotta yes. get that magazine. I'm gonna read it online go- though. Maybe you should do a gossip column for RSN. I would love to do a gossip column. Draw all kinds of people to our website. You know, I did. You probably get me sued though. You know, I got in trouble. <laughs> I was asked to do a newsletter for my homeowners association one time, and I did restaurant reviews and mm-hmm. everything. But I did an editorial one time, and I got such angry letters. What was people- the- it was this homeless guy. We had one homeless guy where I live, you know, <laughs> and he was killed, actually. But he, it turned out that the people who killed him were like two high school football stars. And so the whole community got behind the football stars and were having like pancake breakfasts and car washes for their defense fund. And they clearly killed the guy, you know, and oh, I wrote wow. an editorial against this. And said and, it's not fair to defend oh, people who killed people. Right. Well, no, it's this just that they high, were so, so guilty. I mean, it, it didn't belong in a homeowners association newsletter. It was right next to like but your plant acorn roses. wasn't covering it. <laughs> yeah, the acorn wasn't covering it. But no, I got to get this nephrology news and issues and everything. And uh, and uh, I, I want to read all about I want to read that thing about the portable uh, well, the dialysis stem machine. Stem cell research and the transplantation. I may just go back on dialysis just to try it out. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference.
Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Astellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kidney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.